Hello and welcome to Unit 1, General Insurance. We want to welcome you to the insurance industry and our goal is that you pass the state exam on your first attempt. The exam has lots of definitions, so this unit is like the foundation for all of those other definitions and topics that we're going to get into. So you will see definitions on your exam. They're very important. So let's dig into these definitions. First, I want to talk about insurance and risk. What are they? Insurance is a contract that transfers the risk from one person to another. So where does it go? Well, with insurance, that risk is transferred from the insured to the insurer. So the insurer, that's another word for the insurance company. Well, what is risk? Risk is just the uncertainty that a loss will occur. There's two types of risk. There's speculative risk and pure risk. Okay, so two types. Make sure you know both of those. So speculative, okay, involves the chance of loss or gain. So let's say that you and I decide we're going to go gambling and we call up an insurance company and we say, will you insure us? The insurance company says, no, we will not insure you. Yes, you could lose money, okay, that's possible, but you could also win money. It's speculative. Who knows what will happen? So the insurance company says, we will not insure it. However, insurance companies will only insure things that are a pure risk, which is chance of loss only. The insurance company will insure a pure risk. Next thing I want to talk about is loss. Loss is the reduction in the value of an asset. Okay, so for what amount? Well, insurance makes you whole, right? It restores you, it puts you back to where you were. So it's the value before and after the loss. Exposure, okay? These are risks the insurance company would be liable for. Okay? This is the amount the insurance company is responsible to pay out. So for life insurance, what happens is you have a rate that's multiplied per each thousand of death benefit. So let me give you an example. How are those premiums calculated? What is the exposure? Now I know you're going to have a computer system and this calculates all of this for you. But let's say your rate is $32 per thousand of death benefit. Okay? So if you're buying a $100,000 death benefit, you simply take 32, which is your rate, okay, times 100, because you have 100,000 units. And your premium on that particular example would be $3,200. So exposure, what is it? It's the risk the insurance company would be liable for. Peril. Peril is a cause of loss. What caused the loss? So the insurance company agrees to cover loss that's caused by that specific peril. So for life insurance, the peril is death. For health insurance, the perils are accidents or illnesses. But let's, let's break this down even more. A peril is something very, very, very simple. What caused the loss? So for example, let's say your home burns down. What's the peril? What's the cause of loss? It's fire. Or if lightning destroys your home, it's what caused the loss. Next I want to talk about hazard. When you think of that word hazard, think of it makes it dangerous. It's anything that increases the chance that a loss will occur. It's more dangerous. For example, those of you that have young children, or you remember the days when you had young children, and you were constantly saying, get down before you get hurt. Don't touch that stove. Why? 
because it there was a hazard. It makes it more dangerous. So there's three types of hazards, physical, moral, and morale. So let's go through each one. Okay? So a physical hazard, an example of that is a wet floor. You know, you can see it. If you go into a restaurant and they just mop the floors, they're going to have an orange uh, sign that says, caution, wet floor. Why? Because it's more dangerous than if it were dry. Okay? Someone is more apt to fall. It's a physical hazard. A moral hazard. Okay? Arise from an individual's character. So think of that word moral. Okay? A moral hazard to the insurance company would be someone who's dishonest. What if someone lies on the application when it asks, do you smoke? And the applicant says, no, I don't smoke. And they do. <laughs> so that's a moral hazard to the insurance company. A morale hazard, okay, morale hazard is an attitude or a state of mind. Okay? This is someone who leaves their doors unlocked and says, who cares? That's why I bought insurance. They act differently because they bought insurance and they're not protecting their property as they should. Methods of handling risk. I want you to memorize this acronym STAR, S-T-A-R-R, -R, and make sure you spell it right, S-T-A-R-R. -R. So how do we deal with risk? How do we handle risk? Okay, that's what we're talking about. Do I have to just buy insurance or are there other ways to do it? Well, sure, you don't have to buy insurance. That's the most common one, though. So how do we deal, how do we handle risk? In STAR, that S stands for sharing. It's when two or more individuals agree to pay a portion. So we're going to share in the loss. So when we have a loss, everybody's going to share in that and help out and pay. Maybe not as common. T is transfer. And this is the most common way that we all deal with risk. And we buy an insurance policy. And we transfer that risk from the insurer to the insurance company. A is avoidance. Well, I guess you could do this. You, you could just eliminate anything that, that, that's risky or, or dangerous. We're going to eliminate a particular risk. You know, um, I'm going to avoid it. R is retention, where I'm going to retain the loss. If you retain the loss, I guess that's one way to deal with risk. But that means when you have a loss, you're just paying for that out of your assets. Reduction. This is where you redu reduce the likelihood of loss. Like, I'm going to wear my seatbelt. Okay, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to make sure that my family is safe. That's reducing the likelihood of loss. Now I want to talk about some other insurance concepts. Okay? This next one is law of large numbers. Now, notice. It says law of, of large numbers, not small numbers. Okay? And this is a principle that makes insurance companies profitable. You may have wondered, how do insurance companies determine what premiums to charge? And this is what they do. They have a department in their insurance company called the actuary department. And they're like the mathematicians of insurance. And what they do is they look in the past in order to predict the future. So let's say we have a group of five people versus five million people. And they look at those groups in the past. So if you have just five people that you look at and you say, okay, when did these five people have a life insurance claim? It could be that you have a really healthy five people, right? And so if you try to predict future premiums just off of those five people, that's not going to be very accurate. 
But if you look at five million people, if you look at a large group and you say, okay, out of that five million people, this is how many people died at this particular age. And then you're able to predict the future. So the law of large numbers simply says this, the larger the group that you look at in the past, the more accurate the loss predictions are going to be. And as we get into life insurance, we're going to talk about mortality tables. It's when we think people are going to die. It's not a specific person, but it's a number. And they're very, very accurate when they predict the future. Why? Because they've studied such a large group in the past. Elements of an insurable risk. I'm going to wrap up this segment with what makes an insurable risk? Because let's face it, not all risks are insurable. So there's certain elements, certain items that make it an insurable risk. So memorize that acronym CAN-HAM. So what is CAN-HAM? C stands for calculable. Premiums are calculable based on prior loss statistics. Remember, we just talked about the law of large numbers. That's what we're talking about. So how do they base those premiums? It's based on prior losses that the insurance company has paid. A, it must be affordable. The premium for transferring the risk should be affordable for the average consumer. It must be non-catastrophic. You see, the insurance company wants to make sure that if they insure this particular um, uh, thing, that, that they have enough money to pay those claims. It's got to be non-catastrophic to the insurance company. Okay? So it says, the insurance cannot insure events that would cause widespread losses to the majority of insurance at the same time. I think when you think about non-catastrophic, the easiest thing to think about is, let's say you're an insurance company wanting to insure homes on the coast of Florida. Would it be wise just to insure homes on the coast of Florida? Probably not, because if a storm comes through and knocks out all of those houses, it's possible then that the insurance company says, we don't have enough money to pay, right? So it's got to be non-catastrophic. If they do decide to cover these losses and write this policy, right, then they've got to make sure that it doesn't put them out of business. It must be a homogenous group. Homogenous just means risks that the insurance, insurance company covers must be similar. So it's a similar group of people. It's, it's, it's a type of risk. When you purchase life insurance, we look at things like your age. Do you use tobacco, your health? So a 35-year-old male non-smoker, okay, that's a homogenous group. So they have a, a particular rate for that group of people. Accidental. The insurance always must be accidental. Okay? You can't buy a life insurance policy or, or health insurance policy, do something intentional, and then get the benefits for it. And it must be measurable. Estimate the loss as a dollar amount. You know, so life insurance, you're buying it for a certain amount. Health insurance as well, it lists what those benefits are. So in this unit, we covered a lot of definitions. This is the foundation. You will continue to see more and more definitions, but these are some easy points to get on your state exam. Make sure you do your quick quizzes, and I will see you in another unit.